thanks for joining our weekly Fashion Bites chat. We have makeup artist Emma McRae with us today. Uh, I'm Hillary, founder of the Fashion Bites platform. Um, we're here to support and nurture creative entrepreneurs, filling in the gap between education and what happens in real life. This is our way to connect, collaborate, and share. Um, I see that Emma's on. Let's get her in. Um, so we usually have um, educational panel discussion um, focused on running your creative business with industry experts. Hello. Hello. Can you see me? I can see you and I can hear you, which is fantastic. You see me the right way. I can't see myself. Yes. Yes. I can see you. Okay. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Absolutely. Fine. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today. No um, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, please give us an intro to yourself before we get started. Okay, so I'm Emma, Emma McRae, I'm a makeup artist. I've worked in the beauty industry for over 20 years now, um, from everything from working in salons to TV sets to weddings. So, and then now I'm an owner and founder of ML, which is a makeup brush cleaning site. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, let's dive right in. So you've you've worked for well-known brands like Bobby Brown, Laura Mercier, yeah. and many Fair. others. Yeah. How did you start in the industry? For me, really, it was just going out there. I started with a course, a makeup course, and then from there I went to like a little agency and I was working weekends on makeup counters and I was able to grow and meet people through through that. But definitely my start was going to college and learning about the basics of makeup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And how from how did you transition from working for major brands to becoming a freelancer? Well that was basically a leap of faith. I was working on the makeup counters. I was not happy at all. You know, like you said, I've worked for some really amazing brands and I've learned so much, um, be it working on counter and meeting different people every single day. But my heart knew I wanted more. And working on a counter and working in TV or on photo shoots, it's really hard to make, make them both work and fit. So when the opportunity came, I was given an opportunity to work on a TV show and I just, and it conflicted with my position. I just had to say, you know what? This opportunity doesn't come round again. And I just had to make a leap of faith and I just went with it. So, Oh, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Um, I wouldn't so, advise other people. Okay, I wouldn't yes. advise other people. <laughs> Um, okay. I, would say, I would say preparation is key. Um, mm -hmm. I did take a leap of faith, and it's not something I'd advise other people's to, people to do in that way. But it was what I, what was meant for me, basically. <laughs> right. right, great. Um, so, do you have or had mentors throughout your career? Yes, I have had mentors. Um, I have a mentor, an amazing mentor. She's based in America. Um, her name's Crystal Wright, and everything is done virtually like this or online. You know, it's she's been wonderful. Um, and I've met many people in the industry who 
they may not even known it, but they have been my mentor as well. They've advised me, they've left little words of wisdom and that has really strengthened me um, and yeah, brought me to where I am. And okay. even friends and family. Mm. Oh, perfect. Because that I was going to ask about a support network. How Do you have a support network and how important is that for your success? I am nothing without my support network. <laughs> my friends are really there for me. They guide me. I'm lucky as well that I have friends in like quite complementary industries. So sometimes when I need to ask a business advice or anything like that, I can always call them and they're there, you know. So we, we no man is an island, as they say. And having someone there, anybody, like even my sister there to say, come on, this is great. No, this is terrible. It makes a huge difference. Yes, yes. A second pair of eyes, second, a third, a fourth pair of eyes. Definitely. Yes, exactly, exactly. But sometimes I don't venture too far out because then I get too many comments and, <laughs> and then I'm completely confused. So <laughs> a small but trusted army. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Um, as a makeup artist, are you, do you find yourself always learning? Are there new techniques or trends or different things you have to keep on top of all the time? As a makeup artist, I, I am learning. Every person I touch, every person I meet, I'm learning from them. So if you think you can do two years or six week course in makeup and you're a makeup artist, forget it. It is, it's just about growth. Well, yeah, definitely it's about growth. Yeah, and things change. The way I learnt makeup in the early 2000s is completely different to what people are wearing now. The technology has changed, lighting, cameras, things like that. So you have to continually develop yourself in order to be relevant. Okay, perfect, mm. perfect. Um, and I know you also taught um, master classes. Were they for professional, industry professionals, or were they for the, the everyday person like myself? Well, I've done different <laughs> both. I've worked, um, I've taught it, taught industry professionals, um, which is amazing. And it's always good to see because I always say I'm learning and I learn from my, my peers. So it's really nice to work with them and show them my skills and my, um, thoughts or ideas on makeup and learning from them and you know really feeding off one another but I also love teaching makeup masterclasses for the real woman um whatever her age whatever her shape whatever her her like or ism or schism I just love the real woman workshop and that's where what really fuels me you know <laughs> and I it's nice to be able to see what's in their makeup bag as well when I've seen women and they've got that same lipstick for 20 years I'm like get rid of it <laughs> Let's do something. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment, but I'm sure there's something else we can bring in. <laughs> um, and you held the classes at the um, Smashbox studio. Was that a collaboration with them? Yeah, you know, Smashbox were really generous to offer me a, a place to be able to bring people together to teach them and use their products and introduce them to it because... I had used Smashbox. Smashbox is a makeup artist brand and the heart and the core of them is for makeup artists. So it was a huge, like, it was a real great opportunity. But I've also done makeup masterclasses in people's front rooms. And I tell you, with a glass of Prosecco, <laughs> they have been very fun and very, very <laughs> informative as well. So, you know, yeah. We have to keep that in mind. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also now with COVID, you never know, yeah. we're going virtually. So this is a whole new realm for me too. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask you if you've thought about or maybe you've conducted a class um, virtually or via Zoom or anything like that. I always say I'm best working behind the camera rather than in front of. So, <laughs> um, so it, it's the reality of the world and I still want to keep in contact with people and I still want to share and learn. So I'm really open to doing classes, but it, it's just a new way of thinking. It's the, the new yeah. world, I suppose. <laughs> so thank you for having me on. <laughs> you you'll do it i have no doubt um so fast forward a few years mm -hmm. and um you've developed your own product email so can you please tell us about it and the inspiration behind creating it so ml is it's my heart it's something that i learned I trained as a holistic therapist, um, aromatherapy. I went on a whole journey and I came back to makeup, but I didn't realize what that was, what I was learning. And what it, le what it taught me was how to create products, how to look at things as an actual creator and see the gaps, what was missing. So from working on the makeup counter, I realized people weren't using certain products. They needed things. And then going on set again, I found that people needed a product to clean a hard-working makeup brush cleaner so okay. here we are yeah <laughs> i was oh, able to knock it up <laughs> well i doubt it was just you know abracadabra but we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> um, so how how long did it take from conception to have a sellable product it took me about a year and a half um oh, wow. okay. yeah I had to work on even the fragrance. People always compliment the fragrance of the product. But when I first started, it smelled very different. It smelled like cough sweets. So I had to get feedback. It wasn't necessarily as hard working as I wanted it to be. I had to test it against competitors. So it did take time. And also I had to think, is this what I want? Is this something that I really want to go ahead with and commit to? And yeah, it did. It came back to me every time. So, okay. Yeah, how did you how did you manage your your market research? How how was that? Well, that's the beauty of working in providing a product for the industry that I work in. So I would take it everywhere with me. I would give it to all the makeup artists I knew. Please give it a go. Give me feedback. Be honest with it. And when makeup artists started demanding, Emma, I want to buy this. I know it was a great gift, but I want to buy this. And that's when I realized I had a product which I could actually sell on market. Yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Um, what was the, the, the process like to, to find out what ingredients actually got the results you wanted? And I also noticed that it's vegan and cruelty free. Was that important as well as the ingredients themselves? Yes, it's very important. It's important that it's sustainable as well, the packaging. Um, I chose to use glass because I wanted it to be able to be recycled. Um, the vegan, cruelty-free, I don't, we live in an age where we don't really need to test on animals anymore. Um, I say my product was tested on makeup artists. So, you know, <laughs> um, it's vegan. That's important as well to a lot of people. There's no need to use animal byproducts in it. So that's fine. 
and yeah think, did I answer it <laughs> um, how how did you come to the final ingredients were there a lot of um different oh, combinations did you test a lot yeah yes I did I had to test and it's like cooking I love cooking so okay. I just had to you know did this work no did this work yes and just record and keep on testing really so it did take a while it took a little while but I knew when I had it Okay, okay. And it's also made in the UK. Yeah. Which is which is great. Um was that important to you because a, a lot of brands starting out go outside often go outside the UK for cost reasons or what have you. Was that made in the UK important? Well, I let you into a little secret. It's still handmade by myself. So <laughs> as long oh, as I it's a UK based <laughs> You never know. There is a calling. My heart is in the Caribbean. It may be a Caribbean, <laughs> but you know, for now, it's still a UK-based product. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. So it's it's you. You okay? Fine. Yeah. That's, that's really, really great. Yeah. Um, now, does does Imel does it have a number of uses before it needs replacing? Well, the thing is with Imel, it. As a working makeup artist, you'll get a good three months out of it, I would say, working, you know, using it constantly. Um, a consumer, a person who may only wash their brushes once or twice a month, they're going to get a lot longer out of it. And it's you, you can use it with your makeup sponges, your powder puffs, so anything like that. So, yeah, it works. <laughs> and it, it, will, it lasts a long time. Okay, okay. Now that's good to know. So on average three months for a working makeup artist for an average and person yeah maybe twice a year you maybe you have to buy one or two a year because you won't use it much okay okay yeah. and i know that you can purchase it on your website yeah is it um stocked anywhere else or is that to come in in future well, we're stopped with at Guru Makeup Emporium, which is um, a makeup artist tre treasure trove um, in South Kensington. They have a store in there online. Also, with our wonderful, wonderful friends, the Pixum, they're a makeup brand. They're also UK made, vegan, cruelty free, and we just—they're all about the love as well. So we're stopped on their website, and also going forward, we're all going to be stopped in another. No, a couple of other places, so <laughs> we're getting, we're working on it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. No, mm -hmm. that, that, that is fantastic. Yeah. And also, um, just, you know, just in case you want to share any little secrets, um, are there any other products um, that you can think of that in future that are coming or on your wish list to create? Yeah. I have been working, I've been creating. <laughs> so there's definitely okay. another product and we're aiming to get that out in September. It's a complimentary oh, product for the yeah, to the makeup brush cleaning soap. So it'll be something that makeup artists can use on the go and also as we are aware with working now with COVID, during COVID times, we have to be even more conscious of how we're looking and caring for our products and making sure we're sanitizing them. So that's going to address um, those issues as well. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And within email, there are um, antiseptic um, properties as well so in that. 
Yeah. So with the Mei Chang essential oil and the tea tree essential oils, they really help. They're naturally antibacterial. So they really work at deep cleaning your product, you know, your brushes. And it also leaves a beautiful smell as well. <laughs> Which is extremely, extremely important. Um, <laughs> but going back through your journey thus far, um, were, what people were, it, were you inspired by throughout your career? Who did you kind of look up to? Do you know, there's been, there's a makeup artist and her name's called Eve Pearl. She, she inspired me. When I used to go to a trade show, she'd come from America and she'd speak about a makeup artist is a makeup artist, but you're also a brand. She was talking about this years ago and she was talking about how the products that you need and also retailing, being able to service your client, give them something a little bit more. So that was really a motivational thing for me, thinking, what can I do? A bit extra, a bit outside the box. What can I bring? And that's what really helped me to hone in on building building a product and not just selling for other people. Right. Okay. Are there any um, tips or advice for other people coming into the industry now? Coming into the industry, you have got, it's the best time. There's so much knowledge out there. There's so much free education as well. There's, you can literally just, you just have so much at your fingertips. Practice, practice, practice. Um, make use of social media. But mm -hmm. don't forget your customer. Don't forget your client. Don't forget the person that you put in the chair. They're always going to be number one. That's that's really important. And the feeling you leave them with is going to last forever. And often when you're starting out, people don't necessarily book you for your skill. You're not going to be the right. best. You just finished the course. <laughs> you know, you don't <laughs> much training, for example. You make mistakes. But... Yeah. They like you, they respect you, and they want to work with you. And you never know where, they, where they'll take you in the future as well, you know. You meet someone once and you leave a lasting impression. So that was important for me. And also thinking more so about growing. And like myself, I developed a makeup brush cleaner. There's other things that you can do as well to support yourself. Like We're not working as yet. Makeup artists, we're not being allowed to go back on set. If I didn't have a mail, I don't know what, how I would be feeling or thinking or looking for. So I'm very, very glad that I was forward thinking in that way. It just so happened. Yeah. yeah. Or I listened to really advice. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I do have a, a question. I, I mean, it, it's a selfish question, but, you know, it, okay. it could be just for me. <laughs> Um, what's the um, what's the most important beauty advice you would give to someone I would say put down the wine drink water that's your, my most important oh. beauty <laughs> do you know what I would just say really a good moisturizer is very important a good hard-working face wash and match a nice foundation. Get a good foundation. Um, yeah, and other things like that. Invest in your skincare and a nice foundation, and I think other things you can kind of mix and match. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, um, back to your product. Thank you for that. Um, I will try. I'll, I'll try to follow that advice. Maybe next week. Um, but with how did you? 
managed to get like your your work on your PR and marketing and getting the word out about your your product? So I have a wonderful woman who came to me and said to me, Emma, you need support. <laughs> You're good at what you do, but you need support. Yeah. Hearing that was um it was very eye-opening, but it was the best thing I, I heard because I'm not a marketing person. I needed right. support. Um, we're a small team. There's three of us. But in that, let's say four, three and a half. <laughs> but yeah. we, through that, people were able to guide me and support me and push me and say, go and make that call. Um, send that email. I know this person. Just try it. Try this. And also, I've been in the industry for so long. So a lot of the people I knew. I was just letting everyone know, I've got a product, you know, try it. Hey, I'll send it out to you. And they've been so great. They're just putting it on the Instagram, talking about it, buying it, supporting me. So I really um, worked with the people that I knew already, you know. Okay. Have, yeah. you, um, have you also worked in the, the U.S.? No, I've trained in the U.S., so... I went oh, to America I and I learned a lot and seeing how they, their approach to the beauty business is mm -hmm. very, very different to how we approach it over here. And I'm really glad that I took that time out for myself to go study, learn and just really, yeah, just absorb everything. What are the major differences? Like I stress, the business, they respect okay. and they honor artists and professionals and they really are more open if you set a price they're not into the haggling they they're going to give you what you you know <laughs> what you what your rate is basically if not right. you can move on it's no it's no hard feelings they they may they may not call you but they most probably will because they know you respect yourself your art and that's your that's your given talent so yeah. wow that's amazing i that wouldn't be like the first thing I would I would think of. Um, the support <laughs> is there, but that's that's a really interesting difference. But with e, <clears throat> excuse me, with the support that's there, did you think of po possibly making the move? Especially your mentor is there as well. Um, I have a son who needs me okay. for now. <laughs> he's a teenager, but he still he still needs me. Um, I think when he stops needing me, the world is my oyster. So okay. let's watch this space. <laughs> I'm open to it, the universe. <laughs> yeah, especially how you change from going to brands and being a freelancer. That, I mean, that's <laughs> unheard of. Because you do hear everyone, you know, struggling to make the transition from yeah. um, being with a, a bigger brand. Yeah, that that was um, a complete. That was a push, but it was a, it was a good push. But just preparation is key. <laughs> That's note to self: preparation. <laughs> what um, what are the the differences like working behind a counter, a makeup counter, and then working on set? Is there um, something you prefer? Is there what are the differences I there? I love working on counter because I had such a great group of girls around me. It was fun. It was, you know, fast paced at the time. 
it, it was wonderful servicing people, giving them what they needed at that time was great. Working on, and you could be talkative, you could be bubbly, you could be loud. Um, what I found the transition of working on set is learning the um, subtleties, knowing when to talk, <laughs> when not to talk, and be, use it, being aware of your environment and things like that. Those are things you don't, you can only learn through experience. So, I love working in TV. It's my passion. Um, but would I? Yeah, I love it. So, but working on counter, it was great for the time. But I said to myself, I wasn't going to be 40 selling lipsticks. And okay. I'm not quite there yet. But <laughs> I'm not quite 40 yet. But, you know, I've made it a good friend. <laughs> All right. Would you work on set again? Oh, always work. Oh, always work on set. But on counter, you know. I don't know if I could go back, but also since COVID, the whole working in the makeup industry and in the makeup departments, it's completely did change. You know, walking through Selfridges the other day, my heart was breaking because you'd see so much energy and life and it's not the same anymore. So let's see. But on set, I can't wait for us to get back out there and work again. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's hard to even describe I mean, I feel for it and I, for people and I'm not in that particular area. And it, it's hard to think, you know, people can, there are certain things that can actually happen, but then you can't like, I, I really, really, really miss the lady that threads my eyebrows. You know, a facial would be really, really nice right now. It really would. It, it, it really would. So hopefully it, it won't be much, much longer. And, you know, things will go back to whatever our, our normal is or will be. Yeah. But I do thank you very much, Emma, for spending this time with us today. Thank you. Really thank you for <laughs> Oh, no worries. No worries at all. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Um, join us again next week. Our guest will be Sarah O'Rourke. She's a milliner who makes her own fabric. Until then, thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.